In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, our pre-Lenten journey has brought us to the threshold of Great Lent. It has brought us to this point where we are ready to plunge into our Lenten journey. But before we enter that Lenten journey, the Church reminds us of two great things that not only do we need to be aware of, but that we must do if, in fact, our journey will bring us to the resurrection of Christ. We heard in today's Gospel reading three key elements. The first one had to do with forgiveness, the second, fasting, and the third is being mindful of where our treasure is. Is our treasure here on earth or in the kingdom? If our journey, in fact, brings us to the resurrection, God willing, our treasure is in the kingdom of heaven. And we journey so that we may become one with God and may truly become sons and daughters of the light. The gospel reading started out with those words, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. What beautiful words. What great hope. As we stand on this threshold to great Lent, we are reminded by God and by the church and by our Lord himself that forgiveness of sins our forgiving other people their sins that they have committed against us are essential if in fact we want to make this journey to the resurrection. Why is this so important? Why is it so important that you and I forgive those people who have offended us? Not just the little offenses, not just the people we like and love, but that we forgive everyone, all those things they have done to us that have even brought us great pain and suffering, and as our Lord showed us on the cross, even death. Church reminds us about the necessity of this forgiveness for two reasons. One is hanging on to the sins that others have committed against us hanging on to the anger and the pain and the resentment and all of those things that come along with that is too heavy a burden to carry through the great Lenten journey. The purpose of that Lenten journey, and I will read a passage to you from Bishop Callista Swear, the purpose of that journey is to unburden ourselves from our sins and to meet Christ in the resurrection to become more and more human, and to carry that extra baggage of all the anger and resentment that we carry in our life will be too great a burden and will prevent us from seeing the things that God wants us to see, from receiving the healing that God offers to us. And most importantly, it will prevent us from basking in the glory of the resurrection of Christ. Those words that we hear, that if you forgive men their trespasses or their sins against you, 
your heavenly Father will also forgive you, are found elsewhere. We will say that prayer in this liturgy. When we say the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we have forgiven those who trespass against us. I hear those words and they fill me with great hope and at the same time they fill me with great trepidation. They fill me with hope knowing that God is merciful and kind and compassionate and is willing to forgive me my sins. But there's a very important caveat to that. And it's that in as much as we are willing to forgive, God will forgive us. Listen to those words again from the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we have forgiven those who trespass against us. If we don't forgive, we stand the great risk at the judgment seat of God that he will forgive us with the limited forgiveness that we forgive others. Listen to the next sentence from the Gospel. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We obviously have a choice. We have this choice of are we willing to forgive and thus we come before God himself in this temple and we ask God to forgive us our sins so that we may enter into the glory which God has set before us. Today is known as Cheese Fair Sunday, but more importantly, it is known as Forgiveness Sunday. It is known as the day in which in this community and in all Orthodox communities across the world that we ask one another for forgiveness. You heard me say that in order to enter into this Lenten journey, we must be willing to forgive one another. And the church in her wisdom knows to not leave this to ourselves to do. And she sets this day apart the very night before we enter into the great fast to turn to one another and ask each other for forgiveness. As I wrote in the bulletin message today, it is not a nebulous general asking of forgiveness. It is not asking, forgive me my sins if I have, forgive, if I have sinned against you. But rather it is, forgive me those things that I have done against you. Forgive me those things that I have done to hurt you. Forgive me those things that I have done to separate you from God and from one another. It's not an if. It is forgive me the things that I have done. And the response we often hear is God forgives. But we left out the other half. God forgives and I forgive. I forgive because God has given me the capacity to forgive sins. And that is true for all of us. And we say it in the prayer that our Lord himself gave to us. And that prayer is, forgive us our trespasses as we have forgiven those who have trespassed against us or have hurt us 
who have sinned against us. And then in the gospel, we come to that next phrase, and it has to do with what we are already doing and about to do more intensely come midnight tonight. The gospel says, moreover, after we talk about forgiveness, moreover, when you fast, do not fast like the hypocrites. You heard that in the gospel. But listen to the language. It doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast. The expectation is that every one of us will fast. We're in this great Lenten period in which we are preparing ourselves to meet Christ in his resurrection. As Father Alexander Schmemann used to always say to us young students, there is no feast without a fast. There is no great banquet without having an empty stomach. Listen to what Bishop Callistus Ware writes about the meaning of the great fast and the Lenten Triodian. He writes in this introduction, and it really sums up beautifully why we fast and what this fast is about and where our journey is taking us. He writes, we waited and at last our expectations were fulfilled writes the Serbian Bishop Nikolai of Okrid, describing the Paschal service at Jerusalem. Bishop Nikolai of Okrid writes, when the patriarchs sang, Christ is risen, a heavy burden fell from our souls. We felt as if we all had been raised from the dead. All at once, from all around, the same cry resounded like the noise of many waters. Christ is risen, sang the Greeks, the Russians, the Arabs, the Serbs, the Copts, the Armenians, the Ethiopians, one after another, each in his own tongue, in his own melody, coming out from the service at dawn. Listen to these beautiful words. Coming out from the service at dawn, we began to regard everything and the light of the glory of Christ's resurrection. And all appeared different from what it had yesterday. Everything seemed better, more expressive, more glorious. Only in the light of the resurrection does life receive meaning. Only in the resurrection does life receive meaning. This is where our journey brings us if we properly prepare, if we really fast, if we really celebrate the services that are placed before us, because only in them do we understand how great and glorious the resurrection is. And only in journeying through this great fast and by fasting, by prayer, by coming to understand just how far away we are from God and one another do our burdens get lifted and when we reach that glorious night brighter than any day of Holy Pascha and we sing Christ is risen that we understand that that Christ is risen is also our resurrection. Our resurrection from the old and fallen Adam 
and our resurrection into the Christ who is the new Adam. Only then are our noetic eyes and heart opened to really see the world as God has given it to us. And we gain so much from this preparation, from this fasting, and from this preparation. Bishop Callistus goes on and he writes, and I'll end with this paragraph, this sense of resurrection joy, so vividly described by Bishop Nikolai, forms the foundation of all worship of the Orthodox Church. And in fact, this day we celebrate the resurrection. Every Sunday is a day of resurrection. Every Sunday liturgy is a resurrectional liturgy. And every Sunday in this temple, we celebrate that Christ is risen and thus our resurrection is possible. He goes on to write, it is on the one hand the only basis for our Christian life and hope, speaking of the resurrection. Yet in order for us to experience the full power of this Paschal rejoicing, each of us needs to pass through a time of preparation. This is Great Lent. This is our fasting period. We waited, said Bishop Nikolai, and at last our expectations were fulfilled. Without this waiting, without this expectant preparation, the deeper meaning of the Paschal celebration or the Easter celebration will be lost. Let us turn to one another this day and ask each other for forgiveness so that we may be unburdened and may enter into this beautiful journey of the spring Lenten, uh, Lenten journey. For the Hopko speaks of great Lent as our spring joy. He speaks of this as a great joy. Lent is not the sadness and darkness, but rather Lent is the joy of journeying towards God and Christ's holy resurrection. It is becoming more human. It is about us being changed and transformed so that on Pascha, on that beautiful morning, we will feel that everything is new, including ourselves, including our minds and our hearts and our mouths and our ears and our eyes so that we may re really see the joy that God has given to us. Amen.